Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part five in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, problems don't age well. Conflict doesn't fix itself. You've got to do something. And I think these problems are going to continue to grow to a fever pitch because, you know, I just think about the generational impact, right? I brought up the kids of the people that are that are really wrestling with, with you know, when addiction becomes so bad that I can't function in, in my family, I can't function a job, you know, I, I can't, you know, it's, it's so, it's such an overwhelm in my life. And I just think that, I think that we, we want to fix the immediate, we, we want immediate relief, but we have to recognize there's generational impact here and how profound that is and how complicated um, that becomes. The only thing I can think of, I mean, I'm trying to be really careful with my words here, but I remember back in 2020, um, when George Floyd was murdered and um, I had someone make a comment to me, like, can you believe all of the, the, just the societal tension that we're experiencing? And, and, and the comment was really directed towards, you know, um, the black community. And, you know, I, I, in that moment I made a statement and I thought about it a lot. And I think, I think there's actually maybe something to it. I'm not that smart, but like I just, and this person was a Christian and I just said, you know, if we want to look at this in the category of sin, I think this is, there's definitely current issues at play here, but this is really a result of like generational sin. Like when you live in a nation that, that was open up, you know, even in churches that were supportive of slavery, like how that broke families for years and how that impacted then generations of families, I think is unprecedented. Like you can't, I think, and I'm not trying to get political at all here. I'm just trying to make the point that with a lot of big issues, the fallout from them is generational, right? And as a Christian, like you can look at Bible, like the Bible, like there's all these things in the Old Testament about like, you know, generational curses. And I think what, in my, in my opinion, like what a generational curse is, is it's like, man, whether it's nature or nurture, we tend to like, we, we are deeply impacted by the choices that our parents make, whether we like it or not, and their parents and the parents before them. And when you look at something like slavery, I mean, we're still experiencing like the fallout, the pain, the injustice of that. And I think like with the reason I said all that was to say, I think with addiction, I'm curious and my heart's a bit heavy to think about what are going to be the long-term generational impact of, of what's happened with the opioid epidemic, with what's happening now with the fentanyl epidemic, just with the absence of of fathers and mothers, what kind of impact is that going to have in future generations? Um, And 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 I I do want to make a quick turn because that sounds super dire, but one of my favorite things about working at the refuge, yes, is seeing the men transform for sure. But when I see that guy, um, you know, come in with his son or his daughter and they're reunited, like that just, that just freaking blows my mind. Because to me, that is like, that's what's like turning the corner of the generational crap. Like, like if you're somebody in the refuge right now and you have kids, 
like if you're struggling to do this for yourself, do it for them because the chances of them having a shot is going to be much higher if you are healthy and you show up for them. I'm not telling you like leave today and go do it because the best thing you can do for them right now is be, is get healthy and stay healthy. But like if, if you get better and I believe you can, and you show up for your kids, like you just, you might've just changed the trajectory for future generations of your family. And that is, I just, I can't even put words on it, how incredible that is. And I hope that gives somebody hope. Yeah. It's, um, we have to be willing, um, we have to be willing to put in the hard work that's necessary to see generational change. And if we believe that's real, then that gives us, uh, it should give us empathy. And it's why, I, it's, it's why we should have empathy for if we're seeing someone that's doing something that doesn't make sense to us, we're like, that seems really harmful. Why are we, why are you doing this? Mm. You need to ask like, that's a really good, why is, why is this happening? It's like, well, is it, is it it's like if someone is using, it's like, well, it's because I didn't have a father to show me how to do this. Like, well, why? It's like, well, he was arrested, put in jail. It's like, why? It's like, well, he wasn't able to get a job. Well, why? Because he didn't have good education. Why? It's because like, he was born in the wrong neighborhood. Why? How is it the wrong neighborhood? It's, well, there was things put in place that created that created this difficult way for people to move around in a, in a in a in a good way. So, like, we are experiencing something like we're experiencing the fallout from decisions a long, long time ago. And then people get, people long get really ago. upset because it's like, well, it's not my, like I didn't make that choice the same way. It's, this is why it's being a Christian makes this really, uh, this easy. And what I mean by that is I did not choose who I was born to and when I was born. So if that's true, that means it's mm -hmm. not my, it's like, I can't take credit for it. And I also can't get, I can't take blame for it, but it is my responsibility to do what I, what I can with the house I was born into, which means if it's not the way, if, if I'm looking around and seeing that other houses around me, just like a meta, using this metaphor, if they need repair and I have a house where I have the tools to help someone repair it, it is my responsibility to help not to blame the person mm -hmm. who was, who had nothing to do with where they were born to blame them for their, that yeah. tough situation. It's to help someone get for, move forward. That's, that's what loving your neighbor as yourself is. So it's not about, you know, take like being blamed for something. It's taking responsibility for where you're at. And if, and if you are more advantaged or have more to offer than someone else, then you better offer it because you have a, that is a very clear command from Jesus. It's like, well, yeah. I'm just, well, like, cause if, if it's like, well, you know, I, I was, I, I it's not my fault that I was born to someone that gave me all these gifts. It's like, well, then use those to help other people, not to hoard them. Yeah. That's good, man. You know, I, I want to land the plane here. I think for anyone listening, maybe some, some parts of this conversation triggered some anxiety and fear. And, and um, if that's the case, I want to pause and just say, that's not our aim. Um, it's good to, to kind of scope out and just get a lay of the land. And, and there are problems um, in the world. There's always been problems in the world. And that's not to minimize our problems, though. 
But I think what I would encourage anyone listening to do is, listen, focus on what you can control. Um, there's people in your midst that are struggling. Maybe you're one of them. And ask yourself right now, like, what, what can you do? What's one thing you can do? Because the more you focus on what you can do, the less chance that, like, like if you spend all your time worrying about the world, you're going to get into a really unhealthy thought space. And at the end of the day, you can't do much about the world, but you can do something about yourself and you could do something about what's right in front of you. And so I think my encouragement for anyone listening right now is like, what is your next step? Like, who do you need to talk to? Maybe, maybe you're someone listening and like you're an alumni of the refuge, or maybe you're just listening because someone just flippantly gave you a link to this podcast. And I would just say, just what's something you can do in this space that really like that hits your heart that can make the world a little bit better because at the end of the day, that's what we're called to do that. I think as a Christian, like that's to embody what Christ did. Jesus was so sacrificially loving and generous. Like it's unbelievable when you read the gospels, like how generous and compassionate Christ was. And I know that none of us are ever going to be Christ, but what we can do is we can do something. We can do one thing. And if all of us did something small and seemingly insignificant, but we actually moved in the right direction, like if all of us did that, it would make, it would make a huge impact. So I would encourage you to listen, do, do something, you know, don't, don't, you can't do it all, but do something and focus on that and hope and, and know that there's hope. And if you're struggling, if you're in the throes of addiction, man, there are people that can help you. There are people that love you. Reach out to us at the refuge. We'd be happy to point you in the right direction. And and if you want to come here and you're a man 18 years or older, we would love to serve you and help you in that way. So thanks for listening and, and be blessed. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back soon with a new conversation. We'll see you then. 